We are at war with China and our politicians are helping them right now. Sorry, Governor Cox, this is not a conspiracy theory. We have to stand up. This is our children's country. I'm sorry, this is not about politics. And for our politicians that you've been lied to by Envision Utah, please, you owe it to, to your constituents to look into this stuff. And welcome to We Are The People Radio. This is your host, Jason Preston, with my lovely co-host. Come on, what's your name? What is my name? Alexia Preston. I might start going by my maiden name. Oh? Yeah. You better watch it. (laughs) (laughs) I need an alias. (laughs) You do need an alias. Well, welcome to the show, Alexia. We're glad you made it today. Back in your Wonder Woman headphones, I see. Yeah, still fighting crime. Still fighting crime. All right, well, glad to have you, and today uh, we have our very famous, why don't you do the introduction? You do such a good job introducing her. She needs no introduction. Keep going. Single-handedly. Well, no, it takes, it takes an army taking down the deep state. I think she does a pretty good job on her own. She I don't does. know about that. There's a lot of people in the shadows, too. Yeah. There is. We a should give it, let's, let's, so, so, welcome Chelsea Hope. Thank you. How are we doing? And Thanks I think we do. Back. What's that? I said, thanks for having me back. Oh, we love having you. And I think we do need to give a special thanks to Utah Freedom Freedom Coalition. Coalition. Absolutely. uh, Because there are some uh, people behind the scenes that do a lot to expose this stuff. Um, Countless hours of research. Countless hours of research. A lot of sleepless nights. It's a lot of collaboration between us. So, Yeah, so shout out to Utah Freedom Coalition. All right, today's a big day. Why is today a big day? Today, we have a very special announcement. We are dedicating this show to somebody today. Number one fan. Our, our number one fan. Jason, you want to tell them who that is? Well, we have a number one fan. We found out. I had no idea. I, we, I'm very honored. Last Saturday at State Convention, we approached Spencer Cox, and uh, he, apparently he's been a big fan of the show. He's watching the show. He knows about our brand. That's so he, awesome. You know, he, so, Spencer Cox, this one's to you. Governor Thank, Cox. Governor Cox, thank you for being our number one fan. Thank you for all the support. Uh, thank you for uh, waking people up to smart, smart cities. I think that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I mean, everyone is now asking, what are smart cities? And, yeah. and now we know they don't exist. But wait a minute. They do exist. Yeah. So everyone's confusing. asking questions. So, but since, he's read 1984. So, so he knows about, uh, so knows about surveillance states. So thank you. For, but uh, yeah, honestly, thank you for red pilling Utah. Yeah. So this is honestly one of the greatest things for Utah to be able to have people start to say, hmm, what are smart cities? So and not today, just Utah, it's national and it's actually spreading internationally. We found out uh, just this week that people in the UK have been watching, liking, sharing Germany, same thing. And UK is important because you know what? They actually have smart cities in, in the UK that are actually rolling out. We've, we know people that actually live in smart cities. So this is not a conspiracy theory and we'll dig into that a little today. So... Yeah. Absolutely, baby. So today we are going to be talking about what are smart cities. Um, we're going to talk a little about, um, well, I think we're, we're, we just stay tuned. This is going to be good. But first, mm-hmm. make sure you are following us. Uh, YouTube, it is only a matter of time, especially now, mm-hmm. before we get shut down. In fact, they're messing with the algorithms. We're getting a ton of people saying they're not finding our stuff. So 
you're going to fight the fight this fight. It's it's this information warfare. Please follow us on Rumble, where they, where they believe in free speech, and you can find us on uh, We Are the People UT UT for Utah. We are the people UT on Rumble. Um, all the major pod beams pod, or pods podcast channels we are there too with the same we are the people ut and uh honestly follow us on instagram um that's where we put out the majority of our content and we've got a lot of young people you 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 don't realize how many young people are awake but there are a lot of young people that are awake that are following our our social media pages and that are that, that are fed up with this garbage that's being pushed down our throats so anyways with that being said let's jump into this shall we yeah, let's start with the video. So I want to give a special thanks before we share this video to uh, Lisa, Lisa, uh, Logan. Lisa Logan. And uh, if you see right here, here's her. Uh, if you're not following her, please follow her. She's been on our show several times. In fact, she had a post that uh, a cl- that's gone viral on her Instagram page. Uh, so she's a rock star, but she put this together. So let's, this is a great little recap. Let's uh, hit this recap right here that she put together. And thanks to Spencer Cox for doing what he's doing to make that happen. But yeah. he's but he's uh, never heard of a smart city. So, by the way, I want to thank Lisa Logan. She put that out on Inst- on uh, Twitter. And again, make sure you're following her. I am Lisa Logan. And uh, that has been going, I guess she told me that's been going national and even internationally. So Yeah, Lisa's awesome. And yeah. actually, earlier in that video, the one that she took the clip from, they actually talk about some of the stuff we've talked about in the Envision Utah uh, series where we need to get cars off the road, uh, you know, just how wonderful these smart cities will be. And I forget, uh, Chelsea, can you remind us, what does SMART stand for? What's the S-M-A-R-T? I know the S is surveillance. It's surveillance, monitoring, analysis, reporting technology. So, so it's an acronym. So if he says, oh, well, we just mean smart, like it's a smart state. No, mm-hmm. this is what he's referring to is yeah. the surveillance state, smart state. I also wanted to throw the, I, I want to thank, by the way, Lisa Logan, Defending Utah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are so many people who have been out there, uh, spr- you know, standing up and, and, and helping get this out there. So thank you to everyone who's sh- liked, shared, um, talk to your friends about it, because we can shut this. We can throw a wrench, a massive wrench in these guys' plans. We can absolutely 
slow these guys down or, or stop them. And if, and if enough people wake up and say, uh-uh, we know what a smart city is and there's no way in hell. In fact, we've got some calls from uh, mayors, even some representatives that are saying, I don't think, you know, I want to be a part of this. So we're going to be bringing people on the show to talk about it. And uh, with, with each individual standing up, we can stop this. But by the way, Spencer, I know you said that uh, you had never heard of the World Economic Forum, so I wanted to make sure you saw this on uh, on the governor's office uh, <laughs> website. Uh, I think that is, I, I don't maybe I'm, if I'm reading that correctly, I think that says World Economic Forum. Yeah, I think you're reading um, that right. So, yeah, Spencer, uh, Governor, just, uh, just heads up, you might check your website. And yeah. actually, I think that's ironically been now taken down. And what else has surprise, been taken surprise. down? If you look at the Google Maps that Lisa had in her video, yes, that's now Independence Point. Yeah, they've taken down it that it's a 15-minute city on Google Maps. However, if you type, like if you go into Google and you search for 15-minute cities, the point will still come up. Oh. So I, I think what we want to get into today is what is a smart city? Because I'm so excited, honestly. Like, how epic is it that the one thing that's going viral it's not about 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 him being you know supporting trans. It's not about him using his pronouns. It's not about you know any any of those issues. It's about smart cities. Although he did land on Tucker for Adam Bartholomew's uh, coverage of the was it the pronouns or right uh, yeah for for being such a woke governor. But but honestly, <laughs> if if you're gonna if you're gonna catch him in something, especially a blatant lie. To catch him on something that is that is in tied to the World Economic Forum, and that is smart. That is, I mean, the, you could not catch him on a bigger issue because there is nothing more important right now than than this than what they're building with smart cities. So, for those of you who say, "Well, what is a smart city?" We're going to share a couple things so that you can k- kind of see what a smart city is. Um, starting with, well, I got to catch her name. This is an interview here with um, uh, the EU Parliament. Uh, She's a member of the parliament. Her name's Christine Anderson. So this is a um, interview on on Epic Times about what a smart city is. Go ahead and watch. I'm very curious what your opinion is on uh, 15 minute cities. This is something that uh, I guess it's a new idea that we're only beginning to to hear about. Maybe you can actually remind us what what they are. And I, and I understand they're coming in Europe now. There's legislation pushing in that direction already. Yes, it is. The digital green certificate, the COVID pass. That was a test balloon to get people to having to produce some kind of a QR code, you know, just getting people used to that. Now what they're slamming us with is these 15-minute cities. Make no mistake, it's not about your convenience. It's not that they want you to be able to, you know, uh, have uh, all of these places that you need to get to very close. Um, And it's not about saving the planet either, by the way. The 15-minute cities, they will have to have those before they can lock you down. And that's what we're talking about here. So in Great Britain, some county already passed legislation. They will be able to impose a climate lockdown. That's the next step. That's what we're talking about. So in order to do that, they will have to have these 15-minute cities. Uh, The next step then, of course, will be... um, you are only allowed to leave your immediate area for, let's say, two or three times a year. So, but there's other people that may have more money and they can, they can actually buy your uh, passings off of you. So guess what? The poor people will be left in these 15-minute neighborhoods while the 
ones that are better off um, get to go wherever they want to go. So this is what we're talking about, you know. Um, look at Saudi Arabia, for instance. They're pulling up Naum City. Um, they call it the line. So this is like a structure in the middle of the desert, 200 kilometers long, 200 meters wide, 500 meters high, and it will house up to nine million people. Oh, isn't that just brilliant? If I wanted to get total control of the people, that's exactly where and how I would house them. And then having them on a three, me uh, three meals a day prescription, well, guess what will happen if you do not do as you are told? They will probably cancel that. It's so easy. So that's what we're talking about. And uh, when you really take all of this together, there is no other way for me to, to actually say this. It will be a complete impoverishment and enslavement of all the people. And I'm stating it so clearly because that's what it seems like and that's what it looks like to me. So just briefly explain, what does 15-minute city mean? Well, a 15-minute city means uh, basically a neighborhood um, where you can reach everything you need within a 15-minute footwalk. So a doctor, grocery store, uh, you know, and so forth. So the bare necessities will be provided within a 15, 15-minute uh, footwalk. However, if you now fancy another store and it does not happen to be in your neighborhood, guess what? You won't be going to that store anymore. So it's, like I said, total control is what we're talking about. Why? So, again, it sounds attractive. I just wanted, you know, like, see, this is great. You know, you have everything in, within walking distance. But how, where does the control come in exactly? Well, once they decide you're no longer, to, you're no longer allowed to leave your 15-minute immediate area, and they, like I said, they will not, they don't have to fence it in or anything. It will be done via digital ID. With a sort of, with a social credit system, kind Something of maintaining like compliance. Yes. And there's pilot projects all already going on in uh, Bologna. Uh, there it's called the Bologna Wallet. And in Vienna, it's called the Vienna Token. It's, you know, voluntary for now. And it's only, you know, pretty much uh, enticing people. You know, if you do this, you, you know, get... Uh, some some tickets for, for, for a little less or something like that to go to the theater, something like that. Voluntary. Once again, first step, first step. But soon there will be a time you don't have a choice anymore. You have to have, you know, this digital green certificate, this QR code, whatever, and then they will tell you where you can go, what you can do, and what you can and cannot do. So... It's, okay. in, it's interesting because she says if you're rich or if you're poor, that's not, I don't think, in our conventional sense of being rich or poor. It's not like we're going into this. It's going to be tied to social credit score, ESG type mm -hmm. thing. So how much money they'll let you have yeah. for being that good global citizen. Mm -hmm. But yeah. it's, it's mind-blowing. Yeah, I think, you know, and, and to the people out there who say, you know what, <clears throat> Why, why are we worried about this? Like, is, is this really something to be worried about? I, th I think it's important just to, to take a minute to th just stop. You know, first off, there clearly are 15-minute cities being built in New Zealand. We're, and, and for those, and I mean, again, Cox said he wants it to be the first a 15, a 15 smart state. state. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference between a 15 minute city and a smart city. We can get into that a little bit later, yeah. but, um, <clears throat> but just, just, I think it's important. Here's, here's my biggest concern. Look at where we're heading as a country. Look at what happened during COVID. Okay. When, when the truck drivers protested, they turned off their money. They turned off their bank accounts. Here in Utah, you are not, you are not able to go to church. Hey, when they says, you know what, you, if, we, if, if you have more than two people at your house, we're going to let your neighbors rat you out. I mean, I think, do we have such a short memory that we cannot remember what happened just a few years ago when government started acting out of control? When they said we couldn't celebrate Thanksgiving. Imagine if you were living, if they had, if we were living in a surveillance state during that Sure, we, we bring in fa- the, the cameras, which they're talking about bringing in right now, which they are bringing in, and they say, well, it's for our safety, it's for convenience. It's for, for the floods, it's for, for traffic. F- for floods. Or, Just or, this last week, too. They were, it, was, it was in KSL, the news that they're putting in cameras for floods. It was right after the encounter with Cox. So why do you think he was so heated? Because just that week, they were rolling out surveillance state. And what happens when the flood is gone? Guess what? Cameras are still there. Yeah. So, so that's the question. Is, is this a direction we want to go? Are we ready to, to move? Is it smart to give this power to our government without any discussion? And when we bring it up and you see that the governor literally starts swearing and, and then atta- and I think here's the other thing that's crazy. What kind of country do we live in when a, when a, when a citizen asks an elected official a question calmly and the, and the elected official, the governor, responds with, with literally getting in their face, mm-hmm. swearing, trying to intimidate them, and then after that, hires the, uh, the newspaper yeah. to do a hit piece and, and destroy their reputation. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. that the kind of country? I mean, it's honestly, you would expect that in Venezuela, and then have that the governor of Utah, and then, and then again, lie, 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 lie. And, and you, where's the papers that go after the governor and say, What's going on? We should be digging into this. Why did you act like that? Instead, you have the papers and the media protecting him and, and attacking the citizen. Mm-hmm. To me, those, these are things people should be concerned about. And I want to get into China in a minute and talk about China, but to tell me your thoughts on the video we just watched here. Yeah, so uh, just so people are aware, there is a difference between, just to kind of clear that up, the smart city and the 15-minute city. The smart city is everything's digital, right? The uh, Your utilities, they're electrifying the entire roadway and airplanes, our transport system. You've got smart homes, your apps. Everything is digital, which is connected to a digital ID. And again, implement ESG, social credit score. And we see in China, which we'll see in a minute, um, how the, their score goes up or down, their cutoff to privileges, how they can travel. Now, the 15-minute city, um, as she mentioned, is, again, everything is within 15 minutes walking distance. So not every smart city is necessarily a 15-minute city. However, the framework being built into basically every 15-minute city is that it is going to be a smart right. city. And the problem with the 15-minute city is there's actually already one in Washington State here um, that people have gone to visit and have told me about. And there's only one way in and one way out. And the problem with the 15-minute city is that it, it limits your travel. Right. It cuts you off to travel where you can't leave. Freedom. <laughs> so tell us about this video that we're going to watch near next by Noah Hari. Yeah, so this is Noah Harari from Harari. Uh, the World Economic Forum. This is Klaus Schwab's number one guy. Um, and so he's going to talk a little bit about um, 
why they want everything digital. I'm just going to let him tell you from his own mouth. So if you've not um, seen uh, the, uh, again, the World Economic Forum, it was on the gov- we showed that the governor's website. He's denied knowing who they are. Again, why deny the? Why would you lie and say you don't know who these people are unless you do not want your people to know that you're connected to them? Right. So let's hear what he has to say. Will it still be an independent country, or will it become a data colony? When you have enough data, you don't need to send soldiers in order to control a country. Alongside inequality. The other major danger we face is the rise of digital dictatorships that will monitor everyone all the time. This danger can be stated in the form of a simple equation, which I think might be the defining equation of life in the 21st century. B times C times D equals R, which means Biological knowledge multiplied by computing power multiplied by data equals the ability to hack humans. Ah, if you know enough biology and you have enough computing power and data, you can hack my body and my brain and my life, and you can understand me better than I understand myself. You can know my personality type, my political views, my sexual preferences, my mental weaknesses, my deepest fears and hopes. You know more about me than I know about myself. And you can do that not just to me, but to everyone. A system that understands us better than we understand ourselves can predict our feelings and decisions, can manipulate our feelings and decisions, and can ultimately make decisions for us. Now, in the past, many tyrants and governments wanted to do it, but nobody understood biology well enough, and nobody had enough computing power and data to hack millions of people. Neither the Gestapo nor the KGB could do it. But soon, at least some corporations and governments will be able to systematically hack all the people. We humans should get used to the idea that we are no longer mysterious souls. So there was a part that I thought was actually in that video that's not, so I will post the uh, clip to the other video below. But it's interesting because through the years they talk about how we, you know, we face these dangers, but now they've come out and they've been more blatant. And he's basically just come out and said that, you know, you're... Uh, elections with voting, who you choose to marry, all of these things, um, free will is over. Um, And they've basically come out and said that they want these digital dictatorships. So that is the World Economic Forum. Um, And yeah, they are, we are doing everything that that they are doing in our state. So we're going to get into that in a minute. But I think, uh, Jason, did you want to yeah, go into China a little bit. I, I absolutely want to get into China here, but you know, to me, it's again <clears throat> where we again you, when you think of AI, when you think of the technology that, that these people have, we need to be having a discussion. You know, with our elected our, our elected officials need to be having conversations about this stuff. We cannot just be rushing in and implementing these 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 smart city things 
without having conversation in the public in the public you know sphere. So to our representatives, and again, I know I've gotten calls from some of these people, and, and I appreciate those who are saying, "Hey, you know what? You know, I, I want to come in and talk about it. Uh, I want to make sure we're not doing this. The, this is real, and and I think a good example. What I want to get into is is um, you know this is not some mysterious you know Orwellian idea that we're talking about here. This is something that is going on and has been going on in China. And so what I'd like to do is, is show a video here of, uh, of what's ironically been happening in China. And, not in the, and it, this is interesting because this was back before COVID. This is what China was doing with the social credit score before COVID even began and before they had the technology that they have now. So with less technology, what you're going to watch is what they were doing in China. If they did it in China, if they're doing this in China, and, and here's the crazy thing is, if you try to find videos that show what they're doing today, the internet's been scrubbed clean. The only thing you can find is videos what was going on before COVID. Mm -hmm. And I promise you it's, it's a whole lot worse. So again, what could go wrong? Well, let's look at what's already happening in China. They're constantly monitored by facial recognition cameras that are able to instantly put a face to a name. Now, the Chinese are also ranked, given a mark out of a possible 950 points. A score in the 700s is considered good. Around the 500 mark is not. For now, the number is a sort of bank credit rating, keeping track of everyone's spending habits. I think being ranked is a good thing. A society has to have rules. It forces us to be well-behaved. It may seem scary, but it's just like that here. We're used to it, and anyway, we don't have a choice. But in an effort to keep all of its subjects in line, Beijing is taking the system a step further in 2020. It's aggregating data gathered by banks, private companies, and the state to rate if someone's a good or bad citizen. By using the most data possible, the so-called big data, the system will play an important role in rebuilding a moral society. The state will go over every detail of a person's life with a fine-tooth comb, a financial situation, spending habits, career, even behavior on social media. Criticizing the government online or displaying outward signs of wealth is a no-no. On the other hand, praising the party or giving blood increases your social credit. Xiaowen Wang is a model citizen. She lives in Nanjing, a testing ground for social ranking. Married with a child, she has a job in a retirement home, no debts, and she wouldn't dream of jaywalking. As a good citizen, I respect the rules of the road. If I didn't, I'd lose points on my social credit. In theory, everything can be taken into account in the social score, even the most innocuous errands like supermarket shopping. When Xiaowen Wang makes an electronic payment, her purchases tell the state a lot about her. Buying cigarettes would count against her. On the other hand, nappies show she's an attentive mother. Beer could indicate alcoholism. She'd be better off buying water. In this pilot city of 8 million people, there are only 18,000 model citizens. For Xiaowen Wang, there are perks to be had, such as paying half price for the bus. I get discounts for all public services, even at museums. And the library is free for me, thanks to my school. 
A good score brings benefits, but people with low scores lose rights. The cinema names and shames people considered untrustworthy, plastering their details, even their addresses, across big screens. It's a matter of principle. Those people have to be condemned. Those people aren't honest, so they have to pay the price. It's only right to pay your debts. You have to blacklist those that don't. The Supreme Court has created a blacklist for so-called bad citizens, those whose ratings have dropped to zero. On it are companies, but also 23 million people to date. Among them is this journalist Liu Hu. He got a little too close to uncovering corruption among high-profile party members. After being sued for defamation by the subject of a story he'd written, he was blacklisted. But he only realized when he tried to buy a train ticket and was told he was banned from traveling. That tells me I'm still on the blacklist. Punished because he's been branded untrustworthy by the state. Once you're blacklisted, you can no longer get a bank loan, start a business, buy an apartment, or even send your children to a private school. Yu Hu is among a tiny minority of people who have dared to criticize the system, which some are calling a digital dictatorship. I worry, because I think many people like me will be deprived of individual freedoms, and all of us will live with restrictions of one kind or another. After our meeting, Yu Hu learned that his name had been removed from the blacklist, but he still has a long way to go if he doesn't want to languish at the bottom of the social credit hierarchy. Okay. <clears throat> it's like a mix between Hunger Games and uh, I don't know if you remember David from Venezuela's story. Uh, that was how he actually yeah. found out his family was on the list. They, they either showed their names or their faces because they shamed them publicly. And then eventually they had the National Guard come and, and he's got a crazy story, but that's uh, on a different episode. Yeah, I, I mean... Is it really wise? I mean, no. It would be completely irresponsible and naive and just absolutely asinine for, for us to see what's happening. This was years ago. This was back, you know, before COVID in China. They're putting facial recognition. They, they are building smart cities in our backyard. Mm -hmm. and, a, and a governor who lies about it and gets upset when, when it's brought up, there's clearly a problem here. If people don't have red flags going off right now, if people aren't saying, wait a minute, we need to stop, whatever's happening needs to stop until we have a discussion, until we can make sure we're comfortable. Because let's just say Cox is a good guy. Let's just say that we are governed right now in Utah by angels. Let's just say in theory, you put a system up there where they have the ability, a, a greater, when you've got a digital dollar, which is already being rolled out, when you have ESG, which is, which is being rolled out, when you have companies and government colluding, colluding together saying, hey, I mean, that is a social credit score. We have this rolling out. When you have sur surveillance cameras being rolled out in America now, and what people don't realize is that we now have more surveillance cameras in America than they do in China. Mm -hmm. Our, is, come on, we, we already know we're living in the last days. It's like everyone knows that. Our, our, how... Are we really not going to say, let's stop and let's think about this? I mean, it, it's, it, 
what are we doing to our children? What are we going to tell our kids when, when this, when they end up in a place like China, when the smart, when we had a chance to stop it? Well, we just trusted that they were good. Have, has anyone listened to the founding fathers lately or read of the founding fathers' fear of government? Have we forgotten, you know, the Constitution? Have we forgotten that, 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 that this world has been ruled by tyranny and that this brief 200 years was an exception to that? Oh, this, this could never happen here. We'd hate to have that happen here. But uh, we actually had a viewer, and I'm waiting for permission to share his name, who was at an Envision Utah event uh, put on by them on The Point in mm -hmm. 2019. And he said there was about 200 people there. It was a very expensive event. And they were, let me find the exact wording he used. Uh, they were first introduced at the Point Project, and uh, this was at Thanksgiving Point. Uh, most of them were public attendees, uh, but there were members of legislature, planning boards, NGOs. Uh, they gave them clickers, <laughs> like in the elections, in order to vote for things as they gave a presentation. It was really expensive. They fed them tons of food. Waiters came out and wanted them drinks. Basically, they were showing them growth models and said that this would likely occur in certain places and that we can all do public transit or private transit on public roads, but the roadway option would prevent a more space needed for a university. It was all a con to get us to vote for high density, a lot of spending on public transit, and even a tax increase they said would need to pay for it. And they claimed the ROI was so inflated because everyone voted for the options they were being led to or more like lied to. Uh, there was only one dissenting voice. One. Mm -hmm. you know. So they make this sound super attractive. The one dissenting vo voice voted for no taxes, no public transport, no to high density, and any of that other crap that you're seeing rolled out now. But Envision Utah used that as a uh, public input session to go lobby the legislature for things for all this planning. So they use our money to manipulate the episode two of Envision Utah into giving them these canned answers that will maximize the need for Envision Utah's involvement. And then they take more of our money to lobby for the local leaders and community members and then take more money to plan it and buy all of it. So Insane. it's very easy to have public input when you sell it, when either you're steering them there or you're selling them under the guise of, well, who wouldn't want a 15-minute right, city right. of everything being so convenient with public right. transport? But right. again, it's not the people it's, it's, that they're just doing it. It's, it's these special interest groups. It's these lobbyists. It's Envision Utah. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I want to bring one thing, and then I want to turn it over to Chelsea. We talked about China. <clears throat> and again, look up you know China, 15-minute cities. Look up or just, just, just social credit score. Just look that up in China. If you, and again, you just saw the video. But... Again, we have so many red flags here in Utah. And this is, and again, why? Because this is a special place. I believe there is more light in this state than probably anywhere in the world. But there is a principle of duality. Where there is light, there is darkness. Where there is good, there is evil. Where there is, you know, masculine and feminine, there's opposition to all things. And you have some of the greatest darkness right here in our backyard. You see how we're tied in. And if you've seen, if you haven't watched the episode on 15-Minute Cities, uh, that we did a few months ago. You need to watch that. We're going to jump into it a little bit here, but you really need to go through to see everything. Right on the World Economic For websites, on the World Economic Forum's website, everything that needs to be done. And then Chelsea pulls up Utah's website. It is almost word for word implementing. It is, here's the plan, and then Utah, here's the plan. It is almost word for word. But this is the thing about Utah. It's not just that we're in bed with World Economic Forum. We're also in bed with China. And if you haven't read this article, check this out uh, right here. Amid strained U.S. ties, China finds unlikely friend in Utah. You need to read this article. It's in the AP. 
I mean, we went through this with <clears throat> David Pine on an episode earlier. Yes, the last episode. You can check it out there. But honestly, watch the episode, but, but read this article. It will blow you away. Uh, the FBI is all over Utah because of the connections between Utah and, this, and the Chinese Communist Party. We have politicians who are making trip after trip after trip to, to, uh, to China. Uh, we've got, I mean, it, this goes through, this, this reporter did a phenomenal job exposing these ties to Utah. And it's, and again, who, is, who are we dealing with here? We are dealing with the Chinese Communist Party. Their number one goal is to take this country down. That is their number one goal. And, and we have po- politicians in this state who are helping them accomplish that. Again, China was a third world country not long ago. They became a superpower and, they've, and their military is built upon, our, upon the deals that our politicians are making with these guys. So please go read this article. But I want to show one thing. After this article was released, um, the author came out and released this short statement. And Lexi, would you mind just reading through this? Because it is pretty short. Sure. Sorry, my eyes aren't that good. Sam Mait, uh, Mates, who's the uh, reporter at Alan Sutterman, and Richard Bomer told the tale of an unlikely friend of China in Utah, pointing out how Beijing's global influence campaign reaches the state and local level in the United States despite strained relations at the national level. Investigative reporter Sutterman, based in Washington, act on a tip from a national security source that he should look at China's efforts to curry relationships with legislators in Utah, a deeply conservative and religious state with no obvious commercial or cultural ties to the world's largest communist country. Along with Mates, AP's Utah State House reporter, They started digging into the question, conducting interviews, and reviewing an astounding array of emails, texts, reports, and memos. So before you before you go again, they didn't find they weren't pointed to. If you want to see where the where the Chinese Communist Party is is embedded in in America, go look at Washington or Seattle. Or they didn't say go look at California. It's Utah. Again, people, we have a problem here. Go on, Alexia. Uh, The AP investigation concluded that China and its U.S.-based advocates spent years building relationships with Utah officials and lawmakers. The efforts have paid dividends at home and abroad. Lawmakers delayed legislation Beijing didn't like, nixed resolutions that conveyed displeasure with its actions, and expressed support in ways that enhanced the Chinese government's image. Okay, so China is directly manipulating our legislators. Directly Laws that are written that China doesn't like, China has, is stopping here in Utah. You know, it's funny because we came to Utah, my wife and I, during when Trump was running for office, and I do political work all over the country. Every red state was, let's go Trump, let's go Trump. And this was at when it was like, we're into the election. It was just Trump versus Hillary. I come to Utah, all our media stations, the conservatives are, are bashing Trump. I'm like, are you kidding me? Well, why do you think Utah and our Utah politicians are so down on Trump? Because Trump was a hawk on China. Trump was saying we have to turn, up, turn off the money train to the Communist Party. They're building a war engine to destroy our country. And bring back manufacturing. <clears throat> bring back manufacturing here. Isn't it funny that after we turn off the money train to China, within a few months, a, a, a virus gets released out of China and, and to take down this country and get him out of office. China's been manipulating our, our social media. They're, we are at war with China. And our politicians are helping them right now. This is not a, con- sorry, Governor Cox, this is not a conspiracy theory. The, pe- people, read this stuff. 
we have to stand up. This is our children's country. I'm sorry, this is not about politics. Our, country, our children are literally in trouble. And it's gotten here because we have been so busy with bread and circus, we just blindly trust our, our governor, our politicians, they lie to our face and we just believe them. And for our politicians that you've been lied to by, by Envision Utah and by some of these organizations that are manipulating you, please, you have been entrusted by God to, to represent this, his, this nation. You owe it to, to your constituents to look into this stuff, not just to believe what the lobbyists tell you. Chinese lobbyists have no business being in Utah, and if we have a governor with a backbone, he would get rid of all of them. With that being said, yeah. Chelsea, what, what have you got for us? Again, what we don't want here is theories. Yeah. We're looking for, okay, is this happening? If so, show us. And, and hats off again to you, to Utah Freedom Coalition, for doing such a good job. So show us what's going on in Utah. Show our listeners so they can be aware of what's actually happening here, something that they can, that they, that's concrete, something they can share with our legislators so that our legislators can take a spin to say, wait, you know what? I don't want to be a part of this. Yeah. I believe in America. Yeah. I want to pass down freedom to my children, not, not, a, not a digital concentration camp. Right. And I think that's what we all want, the truth, right? And that's why, right. why we're fighting is for the, the freedoms of our children. So um, as you mentioned before, we showed this video, but just to reiterate um, the fact that Spencer Cox um, got so defensive and argumentative and this seemed to be hiding something guilty. He was not happy <laughs> that you were approaching him about this. And then he blatantly lied. And I think people need to ask themselves that question of why he would do that. But he is very much aware of smart cities. Um, the, the video where you saw him speaking, that was at a luncheon through Utah Ignite. And you can see his face on the flyer here. And Utah Ignite, right on their own website, Utah's smart city and gigabit community, government grants, local and national networking community and smart city resources. So that was what this entire thing was about. Um, and they do this series annually, I believe. I think I just saw one coming out uh, just this month i believe next mm -hmm. week with jefferson moss yeah the timing on this is actually yeah the timing of this coming out with cox and that's the reason he got so upset they're in the middle of doing some big stuff so that's important for us because show up we're guys. about to throw a major wrench in their plans yeah mm -hmm. um this just talks about how they want to connect smart communities um, okay, so one of the things that people need to realize is with the 15-minute cities that they're ushering in, um, they're doing it, they, they did under the guise of COVID-19. They're using that, and the World Economic Forum says never let a good crisis go to waste. Um, but uh, that and the climate, so for carbon and greenhouse emissions, basically. So um, in Australia, uh, they were locking them in their homes during COVID-19. They had helicopters. And I know this firsthand because I have friends in Australia who FaceTimed me and showed me in their backyard. Um, but they had helicopters making sure they were staying in their house. They were not allowed to be outside. So what these you know global organizations like the World Economic Forum, United Nations, has come out and said is we saw the emissions drop when people were locked in their homes. So we need to repeat that. Um, so with the cars, with us, uh, we need to basically keep the the carbon, the greenhouse uh, emissions down. So Utah's technology response to COVID-19 with the state of Utah, and this is where we come in with the Smart Cities Data Exchange, and then funding opportunities for smart city projects. So, and you can see here right off of Utah Ignite, they list Orem and Salt Lake as Utah Smart City connected to the Internet of Things project. So we'll talk about that in just a second, but we do have smart cities here. Um, 
Governor Cox as well. Uh, he has right on his own website. This is the digital state. Can you go back there? Yeah. Um, digital delivery, digital content strategy, uh, Vision Utah, Silicon Slopes. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, very good. Internet, Internet of Things. Yeah, and I'll show you that in just a second as well. But um, you can see here there is a, a government technology, so a center for digital government. And it's a national research and advisory institute focused on technology policy and best practices in state and local government. Uh, Utah received an A grade from that. And last year in 2022, our governor was honored by the Center for Digital Government. And they need this digital government to run these digital smart smart cities. So uh, Utah Ignite, uh, some of their partners here, you can see it's sponsored by our governor's office. So... When he said that, that there's no such thing about smart cities and he doesn't know what he's talking or he didn't know what you were talking about, that's very obviously a blatant lie. And then you can see they're also partnered up with US Ignite, which is basically they just bring uh, smart communities and cities together around the country. Yeah, unelected people. Yeah. Uh, you can see here the, all the digital stuff that they're involved in. You can pause and read that if you'd like. So the World Economic Forum, again, that was Noah Harari that you listened to. And some of the stuff that he was talking about, if you didn't quite understand what he was saying, where he was talking about hacking the humans. Now, that's going to be a whole other conversation. But yeah. that comes in with the transhumanism, where they're wanting to make these human-machine hybrid elite species and uh, having us connected to chips in our brains, where we're connected to our whole digital state, the metaverse, and, and basically. So, folks, the world, the fourth industrial revolution, the world is about to change in a, in a manner that I don't think any of us have any, can even begin to comprehend. Right. It's time to slow down. Yeah. It's I, time to pull our head out of our phones, out of the computer, and say, wait a minute. What, what's, maybe we should have some public conversation before we just are let our government and these public or these corporations and these world economic forums put this create this world around us and this is already happening i think i saw a video just this week about uh whole foods i think it was california where you couldn't just walk into the store did you need like a qr code or yes so it's Mm -hmm. it's starting to roll out yeah and it's already going on in china with their 15 minute cities where it scans the biometric data um and the the vending machine and store doors will unlock if they're allowed to if their credit score is high enough their social credit score um and if they're allowed to have those foods so it's they're setting that up everywhere and those i think are out in california already the whole so, foods yes yeah um so that's a whole another episode on the <laughs> fourth industrial revolution but the smart cities 15 minute cities is very much so a part of this um and again they do want to lock us into our 15 minute cities where you'll be fine everything's there so we have you know the schools the health um which Utah is, I don't know if we'll have time to get into this today. If not, we'll go into another day. But they are pushing for the consolidating medical records. um, And they've talked about basically vaccine passports, um, all these digital records connected to a digital ID. So, And again, if you saw the the video at the beginning with the 15-minute cities, the things that are crucial for that is digital ID. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Digital ID and, and digital currency. Yep. Guess what? Utah is pushing. Are you gonna, I'm sure you're going to get into digital ID, but Utah is, thank you, Cox, leading the way on all this stuff. Yeah, there's something else really scary with that, too. And we may have to do a follow-up episode to go a little bit more into that. But just so you can see, the World Economic Forum, they have alliance in creating smart city governance. So they do want a global one world order. It is a thing. Um, why we need global citizenship. And they talk a lot about digital global citizens the future of energy is systemic open and collaborative and it runs on a smart grid so this is all of the 
the transportation, your home, your utilities, your digital wallet, your health records, everything, all tied to a digital ID. And then again, Which with is tied to your, with ESG, your ESG, your, your credit, credit score, score, your score goes up or down and you lose privileges. You can scan onto the transit to travel out of your 15-minute city because they're getting rid of cars. Um, in, in China, if they didn't get their last PCR test, they weren't allowed to scan into the QR code to even get into their smart home apartment. So you'll start to see these things happen. Um, ensuring that connected homes are for everyone. So here you can see they've got the smart homes, the smart appliances, security, entertainment, lighting, energy management, it's, it's all connected. And they do do that through the internet of things. So this is US Ignite, right? These are the guys that were partnered with Utah Ignite, which is the luncheon Cox spoke at. And you can see that Cisco is sponsored with them. So just so you're aware, if you think the utility companies aren't doing it, there's an internet of thing for digital utilities. I think we covered that in, in uh, episode four of Envision Utah, too. Yeah, we may have. And uh, Dominion Energy and Rocky Mountain Power are very much involved in this. So all the smart meters that you're seeing, um, you're going to have your water energy shut off on you if you're not being good. I mean, China would love this. Yeah. I mean, this is what this China is exactly has now. What China they already have has this, but you can't see it because mm -hmm. everything's censored from coming out of China. Yeah. So this is World Economic Forum. They want affordable housing, and you can watch Envision Utah Part 3 if you want, but I show where Cox has teamed up with Rockefeller, who is partnered with United Nations and World Economic Forum for the Opportunity Zones, which is where they're pushing the affordable housing yeah. through. If you haven't watched the previous videos, please go back and watch them. She does a phenomenal job breaking all this stuff out. It will blow your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, United Nations wants affordable housing. Uh Here's the World Economic Forum with the transit mobility, right? They want us on public transit because then it can be controlled. And here's uh, the United Nations with the transit shifting from cars to public transportation to reduce carbon emissions, right? Um, they want urbanization. So affordable housing, affordable transit, the green spaces and community gardens. So they are getting rid of farms. All these developments are getting rid of farms. Um, and we're going to have these little uh, community gardens. Green spaces. Green spaces and community gardens. However, if your score isn't high enough, you get kicked out of the garden. I found the contracts yeah. where they'll lock you out. <laughs> kicked out of the garden. Kicked oh. out of the garden. <laughs> World <laughs> Economic Forum, they need a digital ID, and they do want global governance. And they are kicking this, obviously, the social credit score is they're pushing ESG, which we're seeing everywhere in Utah. They need it for regulation and policymaking, and they have to have the data collection in order to do it, obviously, because it's all digitally connected. Um, they don't want to lose sight of the importance of ESG, despite the recent backlash, because a lot of us don't want it. Were you going to say something, Alexia? I was just thinking, getting kicked out of the garden. Satan was the re reason Adam and Eve got kicked out of the garden. <laughs> He'll be the reason we get kicked out of this We're one. We're going to be the reason that we get kicked out this time. And you can see here, this is the United Nations. They also want ESG. stands for Environmental Social Governance. And then here's the World of uh, Economic Forum with the Internet of Things, because this is what ties everything together. It all has to be connected to the Internet to work. And here you can see Cox's website. We have the Internet of Things. Um, you guys can pause and read that if you like. But we've got smart digital assistance, transportation, smart buildings, water systems, health care. Um, so, again, we, she showed you what the World Economic Forum, their ideas, their plans, and then boom. Here we are at Utah, exact same thing, almost even the same verbiage. Yeah, climate and environmental monitoring, public safety. We've got the drones, which you see in China. They are telling them to stay inside. Um, I saw something where they had, a, a, like, I 
forget how many drones. It was like thousands, and it created a QR code. I saw that in the sky for yeah, people I saw to that. scan. <laughs> a lot of people thought it was cool, and I was like, "This is getting scary." <laughs> uh, the GPS network, statewide GPS network. So they did say that they, and you'll see this in Envision Utah Part Three, I think, but they do want a fiber optic, fiber to fiber, border to border. All they want the broadband everywhere, so everything is connected. Um, the robotics, and then right on our government's own website, Cox's website, local government collaboration in smart cities. By the way, hasn't Cox's father been very involved with the uh, broadband, getting that uh, spread across the strait? Is he the, the Cox in Cox? That would be wild. I I, that's what I understand. That's, <laughs> I his, that's his dad. That's his, that's his family pushing all this stuff. I'm not sure, but I have noticed in doing research, like when you really start to break Someone it down. Someone can fact check that. I'm not, I, I, but I do, that's what I heard is that Cox's is. It wouldn't surprise me because that. you do see family members and spouses are connected throughout all of this. So, and they do, I mean, Levitt was involved. Herbert was involved. They just kind of passed the baton right. on. So, um, not going to get too much into that, but okay. So this is the World Economic Forum 15 Minute City. So you can see you've got the home, high density, affordable housing, which are smart homes in the middle, and then everything is within 15 minutes. Walking. Walking, yes. Um, part of a 15 minute city, you've got the density, proximity, diversity, and the digitalization. So they do work the digital into these. This is the World Economic Forum 15 Minute Cities. Uh, historical roots of the 15-minute city are connected deeply with the current moment, one we will be living with for a long time to come. So they want to change the way that our cities are. And folks, I know we're going through this quick because we've got a lot of ground to cover, but we did go through this in great detail. If you go back to watch the video we did about a couple few months ago on 15-minute cities, we go through this slower. But you can yeah. also pause it and read this stuff, which I would encourage you to do because, again, you need to feel confident sharing this with your friends. This is not theory. This is not just like Governor Cox wants to call it conspiracy theory. I mean, this is his own website, and this is where yeah. they're coming here, here, here it is. Yeah, and you can see as climate change and global conflict cause shocks and stress, basically 15-minute city will become even more critical. So they're admitting it's because of climate change. And by the way, if you ask why isn't the media talking about this, go watch Envision uh, 1 and 2 where you find out the media sits on the same board yes. as these guys. <laughs> yeah. So they own the media. Literally, the media is collaborating with them. Yeah, um, this is the 15-minute cities they would add for 15-minute cities to thrive and not just survive crisis. This cannot be stressed enough. They must also have plenty of mixed income and equitable housing as well as digital access. Yeah, just take note also of all the high-density housing going up in Utah mm -hmm. right now. And just so you're aware, the equitable housing, that's that's not equal opportunity. That's equity, right? We're all going to get, look, when the dollar crashes, when this digital currency comes in that the government basically owns um, and controls, you're going to get a an allowance. Yeah. You know what I'm, I was just thinking of? We talked a little bit about David, what David Pine on the prior episode about, you know, an EMP attack being a potential scenario. Imagine we're living in 15-minute cities <laughs> and there's an EMP attack. We can't get out. We were in Florida for a hurricane, and I'll tell you, that was scary enough trying to get out in pre-COVID times. Well, and with everything electric, all our systems go down. Planes, I mean, they want the, the yeah. planes unmanned. Planes will fall from the sky. Everything will go down. How do we survive when yeah, we don't have don't gas generators? Is, you can watch one of our earlier episodes on EMPs, but you should be aware of what EMP is. Yeah. So developing nations are defining smart cities of the future. So World Economic Forum... Smart city and identity in a digital world, a new chapter in the social contract. So here's the United Nations. They also want the smart cities. Um, they do have this thing called human settlements. Again, they're talking about these human robot 
hybrids is elite species, and so they do have a map of where, like, human settlements will be allowed. Now, I, I just want everybody to be very clear on this because this is the World Economic Forum, the United Nations, right? They're pushing United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. They are very much so tied at the hip. Um, this was a resolution that was passed in 2013 in the state of Utah. Todd Wiley. This resolution rejects the United Nations Agenda 21, both its intent and its potential for abuse. They know exactly what they're doing. Um, urges the Utah state agencies and political subdivisions to not adopt or implement policy recommendations that deliberately or inadvertently infringe or restrict private property rights without due process. Um, environmental and developmental policies they want to reject. Okay, so uh, they're rejecting it. Right? So this yep. is a good okay. thing. Yeah. yeah so, 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 but they know exactly what right. it is, yet we're ushering it in. So, but they're admitting here that they know what this all is. So you right. can pause and, and read this if you want, but it says right here, um, the United Nations Agenda 21 is being introduced into local communities across the United States through the International Council of Local Environmental Initiatives, through local sustainable development policies, which we're seeing <laughs> resilient cities and sustainable cities, right? And policies including Smart Growth America. And they basically say that they want to... Um, reject all of this they right. talk about how so they know. legally they have to but guess what it's no longer agenda 21 now <laughs> right. it's agenda 2030 i so. would love to ask todd weiler as the bill sponsor what he thinks now having had this passed in 2013 yeah it says here they know that they'll get rid of private car ownership individual travel choices and privately owned farms and they say that it's destructive to the environment but they say here so this conspiracy theory about agenda 2030 <laughs> No, our, our um, state legislature admits here that they know that it's a thing. Yeah. And that and it's this was, dangerous. And Agenda 21 they was slowed down, was stopped because people woke up and pushed back. <clears throat> but, and I think a lot of that was due to the Tea Party movement, to be honest with you. But, uh, you know, now they had to push it back to Agenda 2030. And now that all of a sudden, now it's a conspiracy theory. Yeah. So, you, um, okay, so policies including a smart growth America, right? Then the following year, we have Salt Lake County when he was still Mayor Ben McAdams, who is, uh, let's see, that's exactly the case for Ben McAdams, Mayor of Salt Lake County, Utah, and member of Smart Growth America's Local Leaders Council. This was the following year. Then he serves on our House of Representatives, (laughs) and we continue to put these policies through so they know what they're doing. And again, the Environmental Protection Agency um, is praising the history of Envision Utah, who's pushing the point, which is a 15-minute city here, which we'll talk about for their smart growth. So we very much are involved. <laughs> Cox is signing on smart growth here. But yet he knows nothing. About he knows it. nothing. This was this year, just a couple weeks ago. So Why he knows is nothing he so about sensitive it. then? Yeah. <laughs> So here are some of the articles of, you know, equivalent of COVID emissions need to drop. So the whole COVID-19 emissions, they talk about personal carbon allowances um, and basically locking us into our cities. And here you see the World Economic Forum, United Nations, 15-minute cities. Now Deloitte is also a big global uh, player for the 15-minute cities. And you can see that they are a longstanding strategic partner of the World Economic Forum. Uh, They want these 15-minute cities. They talk about um, basically data collection and biometric data and artificial intelligence. And you can see here on the U.S. Ignite, now again, this is the partner of Utah Ignite where Cox spoke, that Deloitte is a sponsor. Mm -hmm. 
So they are initiating the World Economic Forum's 15-minute cities into Utah through here. Okay, so this is Utah. This is when the articles came out for a 15-minute city in Utah. And you can see here that another sponsor of Utah Ignite, where Cox spoke, is the point of the mountain. Chamber of the point of the mountain. So this is our 15-minute city here. You can see, and you were mentioning this before, on the maps, a 15-minute city, the point not on there anymore but Envision Utah is pushing there are these walkable communities right so we don't need cars uh, everything's going to be public transit and you can see this is the point of the mountain smart cities are here so this is a smart city as well you know I got a note from uh, to reduce our carbon footprint I got a note from someone in central Utah an elected official and he said well, have you ever been to one of the meetings at the point why would I, I mean, I would love to go and see what they would have to say, but I mean, with all this information, what could we possibly do by going to that meeting and being like, hey, what's up? I say we go shut the thing thing down. I do too. Well, call to action. They yeah. know what it is, obviously. Yeah. And I think it's it's once a month. Like I'll, I'll put, I'll look it up. And uh, look, I'm going to tell you, this stuff gets out and it's getting out. These guys are, are going to be, they're on their heels. There's a reason Spencer's on his heels. Yeah. Yeah. He because, reacted because, the way that he did for a reason. Because this can be stopped. Yeah. So, folks, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'm going to save this for the end, so keep going, because we got a major call to action here. Yeah. So, I, I will say, it, there are public meetings at the Senate Building Room to 22nd Tuesday of every month, 9 to 11. So, if you ever want to see what's going at the Point of the Mountain, uh, SLA, uh, I guess their, their group, every second Tuesday of every month, 9 to 11, Building Room 220 at the Senate Building. Cool. Okay, so this is the framework of the point, right? This is their own documents right in there, smart city frameworks. They want everything smart, smart city initiatives. Now here you've got, um, you can see on the light blue circle on the outside, environmental social governance, that's ESG. So that's a social credit score. So you've got your, you know, uh, hospitals or little health clinics in there. They're going to connect that to digital medical records to a vaccine passport that everything ESG is going to be implemented into again think China yes steroids plus the smart smart city plus ESG they basically admit and on this page right here in their own documents that that is what they are creating is China's surveillance state um, this is the Utah Department of Transportation's um, basically stating due to COVID-19 so the same thing we need to uh implement these cities and reduce carbon. Okay, so the variety of smart city components, reduce parking. This is from the point. You can see the five key elements to create a one-car community. But then here you can see um, the Deseret News and KSL are talking about how it's designed to be a one-car community where a family would likely only need one car to take trips on the weekends. So they are getting rid of our cars. And here's the other thing, guys. Even if it wasn't all digital, um, the way that they're setting this up with the transit hubs, it's just stupid. In Utah, in the winter, you're going to have, they're, they're getting rid of parking, they're getting rid of cars, and you're going to have to carry all of your groceries in the middle of the winter to your, I mean, there's there's a lot of other reasons that this just doesn't work in Utah. I won't even go to a detached garage, let alone walk home with my groceries. Realistically, though, I mean, I, I feel like everything is very sped up right now. How long would it take to roll out something like this? I mean, you go on the roads now, there's traffic jams all over. How long would it take to really bring the cars off the road? I'll without tell you what. 
All they need is one good crisis. Exactly. Yeah. There would need to be an inciting and, and, incident. And what they're talking about in the World Economic Forum is the next crisis is a climate, climate crisis with a climate lockdown. Yep. And, and that's once exactly they have that crisis, I can guarantee things will go into speed. Will 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 just like during COVID, things will happen very quickly. Yeah. Because that's part of I think <clears throat> the cognitive dissonance with this. You know, we talk about okay, no cars on the road. It's hard for people to fathom like. What, you're just going to say overnight, we're not going to be driving yeah. cars? Yeah, look, folks, we don't know how soon this is rolling out. But the fact of the matter is we have a responsibility to, to, to ask some hard questions and demand some answers mm-hmm. before they, and, and, and say, stop. The same until, way. Until we decide and we feel safe that this is the direction we should be, that we want our children to be, you know, this is where the way we want the world to live for our children. The yeah. same way it became from Agenda 21 to Agenda 2030, mm-hmm. we could push this out exponentially. That's right. That's right. Let's 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 put the brakes on these guys. They had plans from twenty fifty to twenty forty, but a lot of this stuff they said that they're gonna be able to implement by twenty twenty five. So they're kind of ahead on some (laughs) things, behind on others. But because of COVID. Yeah. Very quickly, um, so we may not have a whole lot of time to get into this today, but we should talk about this on another episode. But you're going to see this absolute zero where everything's zero, right? The carbon, the emissions, but then the zero, we talked about this last time, the zero fatalities and injuries, um, zero COVID, everything they want zero. And this is where they implement, they have something called a zero trust policy. Basically, you can't get to zero unless you implement other things. Um, But this zero trust policy is basically because they're, they're starting the scares with the cyber attacks and the, and the threats. Um, They want us to sign on to, and Utah's already jumping in bed with this, um, this zero trust policy where basically it's trust no one. Anybody could be a terrorist. Anybody could be a threat. You don't know if they're vaccinated and safe. Mm -hmm. So when they implement all of this surveillance and facial recognition and following you around, but this zero fatality is this is where they're going to basically take human error out. And if you think that's a conspiracy theory, they admit it themselves here. (laughs) So uh, they want to take human error out of the equation. So everything's going to go autonomous and these are going to be controlled. It's all going to be public transit. Um, this is a spire, so where they're electrifying everything. We went over this last time, so I won't go into this too much, but they're electrifying. these. The roads are going to charge themselves. I mean, everything is going to be electric. Oh, again, electric means they can have the ability to turn it on and off. They can turn off your car. They can turn off your, your power. They can turn right. off your water. Again, think China, mm-hmm. and then every, anything smart is controlled. Yeah. But gas stoves are bad. That's why they want to get rid of gas stoves. Yep. And the World Economic Forum, obviously, who wants digital dictatorships, right? And your free will is over. They also want the digital highways. So our Department of Public Safety also has an Internet of Things. Again, right from the World of Economic Forum. Mm-hmm. Uh, where everything's connected to the Internet. So data includes cars, appliances, smartwatches, lighting, homes, security, all of it. And Cox brought Pete Buttigieg again and Fred really too. Mayor Pete. <laughs> Go over our transport. Um this is this is big. The digital twin cities. I don't know if we have time to get in today, no, but we, we did don't. get in this, and and this is a big thing. And mm-hmm. and again, World Economic Forum, global digital twin cities. Show them, show them what we got here in Utah. Yeah, and you can kind of read about it on the on the right hand side. But yeah, it's the uh, virtual. They're creating a virtual copy of all the cities so that we can again the metaverse, right? Yeah, and digital assets. This is how you're going to be traveling. Is you're not going to leave your yep. 15 minute city. You want to go on a trip to Europe. You're going to plug into the internet plug into yep. AI or the, the virtual the world virtual and you're going to go to a digital city. And, mm-hmm. and, and is this crazy conspiracy theory from mm-hmm. the World Economic Forum? Well, what do we have here? This is uh, UDOT, so Utah Department of Transportation, and they are the ones responsible for digitally digital delivery throughout 
the state, and they are also signed on for the digital twin. So we're quickly approaching the metaverse. <laughs> um, virtual replicas changing the real world, so digital twins. And just so you're aware, we saw the surveillance state in China. They do this in collaboration with the China Academy of Information and Communication Technology. So they're very much Again, this is all connected. Again, China and Utah. Yeah. There's a reason Utah will be the first smart state because we're in bed with China and mm. the World Economic Forum. Yeah. Uh, and this is the, so this is the zero, zero COVID policy that kind of goes with the zero trust. We don't know if you're vaccinated or not. So everything about you, you've got to scan your QR code with your credit score and it'll tell you if you're allowed to go places or not. And they do want this for everyone, just so you know. Um, I thought this was interesting that, again, because of they're using the COVID-19 crisis to usher in the 15-minute cities, that the CDC funded surveillance. Um, and one of the, f um, yeah, Utah Department of Health got funding from them for that. So I found that interesting. Hey, this is the C40 cities. They are partnered with the World Economic Forum. It's a global network of mayors around the world, basically because of the climate crisis, implementing 15-minute smart cities. And C40, is that smart city or 15-minute city? I know there's a it's distinction. Both. It's both. They're 15-minute cities that are smart cities. Yeah. Um, they're partnered with the World Economic Forum, so they're going to usher in United Nations World Economic Forum agendas. Um, but this, these are the ones that, that have come up with the whole no meat, no dairy, certain calories by 2030, no cars, certain amount of clothing items. How um, are you going to eat 2,500 calories of bugs? Yeah, and bug bars and, and all of that. That's a lot which of bugs. We'll get into that in another episode, but they are pushing that in our schools. They're having kids repi do reports on why we need to eat bugs to save the planet and eating them for extra credit and Here, stuff. Here, locally. So, yes, in Utah, yeah. Um, so the Global Mayor's COVID-19 Recovery Task Force, of course, and they want a global green, a global green New Deal. Um, they're funded by the Open Society Foundation, which is George Soros. George Soros. Um, they have a city's race to zero uh, for the 2021 UN climate change. And they're doing this through a global covenant of mayors, a global covenant of oh, mayors for like climate and energy. Um, the largest global alliance for city climate leadership. And you can see here, uh, we've got several cities in Utah that have signed on to this. Wow. Um, come on, Park City. Erin Mendenhall signed Salt Lake City on, Thank and you. she does sit on the board of Envision Utah, which is pushing the point, which is Utah's 15-minute city. Um, you can see here, this is showing one to ten. Uh, apparently, there's at least 243 cities in Utah that have signed on to this. To so be this smart cities. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is all connected to World Economic Forum. Um, won't get too much into this. I'll cut this out. Okay, so one of the cities that is involved with this as well is Oxford, and I talk about this in our 15-minute city video, but Oxford's kind of leading the way. Um, they are given 100-day passes to leave their cities, so 100 days out of the year, they're allowed to leave their boundaries, and at first, the um, city council came out and said that uh, 
there's not going to be any physical barriers. You'll just receive a fine in the mail from the license plate scanners. But now they are stopping them and they're putting up barriers. And now there's their plans show that they're going to put up electric gates to keep them in. So they're not allowed to go out. And this is in Oxford. So this is one of the cities, um, and it says here how to build back better with a 15-minute city, and this is straight from the C4 cities, which Oxford is a city, and now we know at least 243 cities in Utah are cities as well. Build back better, where have we heard that before? Exactly. Uh, Digital connectivity has become just as important to the way we live as physical connectivity, and that's Oxford's local plans. for recovery from the COVID-19 pandemic and to build resilience to future pandemics. So they are getting ready for lockdowns. This is where they talk about how there's not gonna be any physical barriers, um, but see, they've got a maximum of 100 days per year and they will scan the license plates. Um, So just so you're aware, we do have now, McKay and Wilcox got this passed. We have the public surveillance amendments, which now in Utah, we also have the license plate scanning technology. So we're going right along along with that. Here you can see people are getting letters on it. Um, and again, Deloitte, the 15-minute city global organization that's partnered with World Economic Forum that is pushing through U.S. Ignite, so through Utah, um, They want data collection, they want biometric scanning, facial recognition, smart cameras and management, and they talk about the cybersecurity and zero trust policy as well. And this is Utah's uh, framework from the point. Um, It talks about the autonomous technology for the road infrastructure, but elimination of physical barriers with surveillance cameras and high security measure required. So they're setting up, and now these are, this is Wavetronics, these are the cameras that you're seeing get put up in Utah. So the cameras and surveillance everywhere on the poles, on the traffic lights, right? Right in uh, Lehigh. Yeah, you're seeing them go up everywhere. Everywhere. These LED flashing lights all over the place as well. This is their radar system. They can scan, I think it's like across 22 lanes, but they can follow vehicles. So they've got the um, uh, facial recognition is going to be hooked up to all of this, um, which is right here. This is the bill that they passed in Utah for the facial biometric data. Wow. Um, and they are storing this data. And again, I can promise you China was very involved with this. Yes. And again, that China article talks about how communist Chinese foreign agents were lobbying for policy here. And our, our legislators here intentionally delayed policy that would displease the Chinese government. And they were letting them lobby for policy here. So now we're seeing the same kind of policies get put in place that they have in, in China. And you saw what that digital... Uh, those smart cities look like. Um, Just so you're aware, our images are stored in the criminal justice information system. So they are setting this up for the zero trust policy. Here's their website on it. Here's the article on China. The world's most powerful communist country and its U.S.-based advocates has spent years building relationships with Utah officials, it says. Now, I, think I mean, we've, we've showed that we're there, we've already were pushing the digital IDs here. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, everything that they talk about in the 15-minute cities is here. They're, they're yeah. pushing it. It's already being rolled out voluntarily. Yeah, I think that's I mean, a good... They're getting around asking for permission, asking, voting on it. They're just either putting it in bills where we don't see it or just saying we're going to do a voluntary program. Because this is heavy, right? If, if you really sat through this and went through this, I know it's. I know this is rough for people. And, it, and, it's, and the reason it feels heavy for people is because what we're sharing with you is damning information. And it's not just to the people who, um, who are involved, but it's also to, to the listener. Because you cannot have... Because knowledge is, is it's a weapon, uh, and it carries responsibility. 
because once you once you once you are have uh, once you've been given light or truth, you have a responsibility. You are no longer free to claim ignorance from that, and you leave neutral ground. And so, after watching this, you have a choice, and this is what's so difficult, people. And one choice is to say this is conspiracy. I'm going to pretend it's it's there's nothing there, and and that way I can absolve myself from any responsibility of doing anything about it. And that's the easy answer. So we're going to just say this is we're going to turn our mind and say this is conspiracy. Uh, but that's but you can't watch this and and be honest with yourself if you do that. So you do so so we're we're taking people from neutral ground. And that's uncomfortable for people. Um, but I want to share this from Alexander Schultz. And, and I quote him all the time. He, he's one of my favorite people in history because uh, he was someone who lived through uh, the Russia, the Soviet Union, um, the, the, the murders. The, I mean, the, the, the communist regime with butchered close to 100 million middle class people. And he survived the, the camps, the torture. And if you haven't read his books, you need to, because I'm telling you, if you believe in the Bible, if you believe in the book of Revelations, you can't help see what we're talking about here is overlaps and is a foreshadowing of the book of Revelations. We are heading into those times. And, you know, we have a choice. We can stick our head in the sand. We can deny, you know, truth, or we can, or we can embrace it. And, and, and th to those who s decide to, to embrace truth, Alexander Scholzen has lived in a time where lived in a time where it seemed impossible to change the communist regime. But here's what he said. We are approaching the brink. And tell me this doesn't resonate with you now. We're approaching the brink. Already a universal spiritual demise is upon us. Think about what's going on with, with this world, with the media, with the trans movements, with the kids. Already a universal spiritual demise is upon us. A physical one is about to flare up and engulf us and our children while we continue to smile sheepishly and babble. But what can we do to stop it? We haven't the strength. But we can do everything. Even if we comfort and lie to ourselves that this is not so, it is not they who are guilty of everything, but we ourselves only we. It's a haunting quote from the grave of, of a great man who was sent to warn us. And if we didn't, and, and if we go back further, we have great men in the past in scripture who warned us of the times we're living in. And it is not they, the politicians who we point out that are guilty. It is we. It is we who are guilty of everything. Because if you go through what Chelsea's done, if you go through the past shows there we, we are, you look what's happened in China. It's your children who are going to pay a price. And it is not because of they, it is because of we. It is because we are guilty of everything. It's because we have been guilty of, of putting our heads in the sand, guilty of saying, what can we do? One man who tells the truth can bring down a tyranny. You know, one post you share, you know, every person you talk to, if enough people show up at this meeting, there's a reason that these politicians are scared right now. There's a reason that they acted the way they acted. It's because they are not in complete control. Uh, th this is still a battle of light and dark. This is God's world. This is this is God's plan. And God relies on average people to, say, to, to do a remarkable things. It's not about a president coming to save you. 
This is not about a governor who's going to come save you. This is about the average people standing up and, and doing what is within their power. Average Davids standing up and defeating Goliaths. This is a battle of light and dark, and we know who wins. The only thing that remains is what will your role be in it? Because, the, because you do, we have been born to live in, in the most remarkable time in the history of the human race. We are, are witnessing the brink of the fourth industrial revolution, a revolution unlike any this world has ever seen. And is the average person who is, who is able to now stand up, again, who are we? We're all nobodies. We are all nobodies. Um, but this is the time of the average person, the David, to stand up and slay Goliath. And we can do it. So, Chelsea, thank you for everything you've done. And everyone who's shared this content, everyone out there who's been, you know, you know, sharing what's gone on and, and waking people up to smart cities, um, each of you have a role in shaping history. And thank you for standing up and, and choosing not to deny truth and hide, but to stand up and face it and to fight for light and truth. So, uh, anyways, thank you all for watching. Please like, please share, please subscribe, please jump on Rumble. We know they're going to shut this stuff down, and, and uh, we're not going to stop. Uh, they will. We will not stop till they till they, we cannot can, till we can no longer speak truth. So God bless you. God bless America. Let's stand. Up.